What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are coming to you from this wonderful Labor Day. Today will be a little shorter than normal because it's Labor Day. You know, you should be out and about, enjoying yourself, spending time with family if you can, getting some good sunshine, of course, catching a baseball game if possible, all the above, just enjoying the nice day if you're in the United States. If you're not in the United States, it's just another Monday, I guess, but We'll we'll still um you know we'll do our usual but it'll just be a little shorter than than typical. But if we look back at yesterday, so let's look back at yesterday's games. And I'm gonna start with the Chicago Cubs because it, it seems like not that their fortune has changed or anything, but obviously the momentum has shifted over there on the north side of Chicago. Cause now the Cubs are on a streak, they're on a nice little win streak, and this dude Schwindel, Frank Schwindel, cannot stop hitting home runs. And he did it again yesterday with a grand slam. So I don't know what it is about Cubs rookies this year, but these guys really know how to perform on the big stage. They know how to hit the ground running. They know they know how to get their names, you know, in the big lights. Because we saw it with Patrick Wisdom earlier when he uh, you know, when he came up with the team and was hitting a bunch of home runs, having a phenomenal season. Now this dude, Frank Schwindel, is just making everyone forget about Anthony Rizzo. Yesterday, Schwindel was three for four with a grand slam for the Cubs. I mean, it's not just that he's hitting home runs, but he's coming up with big clutch home runs in big spots. And yeah, it's it's obviously something that fans can remember when you hit a go-ahead home run, when you hit a grand slam in a close game. But nonetheless, yesterday, he and Matt Duffy... We're, we're making it happen against the Pirates. It was pretty much a slugfest in this game. Both teams were going at it. I mean, even on the Pirates side, Brian Reynolds just went off. He had a grand slam of his own. He was four for five with four RBIs and three runs scored on the day with a grand slam. And then the Cubs just had, you know, an all-out attack there. Matt Duffy, two homers, the granny from Schwindel, and also a solo shot from Jason Hayward. But... They were able to survive this slugfest. I mean, Zach, Dave, Zach Davies pitched for Chicago. He gave up six earned runs in four innings. Crow pitched for Pittsburgh, seven earned runs in three innings. It was just kind of a back-and-forth offensive affair, but the, the Cubs just could keep winning. I think that was their seventh win in a row. You know, as we've entered September now, I feel like a lot of, I don't want to say storylines, but there's been a momentum shift in a couple different places around the league. So you have the Cubs kind of shifting momentum. The Reds have fallen on hard times lately. They've lost a lot of games. Some of these moves have playoff implications, obviously not in the Cubs situation, but the Reds, you know, they've been in this wild card chase. They've held a wild card spot for a while now, but this is not the time to be slipping up because that nationally wild card race is very unforgiving. You have some juggernauts out West Obviously, the Dodgers, Giants, Padres, who are going to make life really, really tough for you if you don't buckle up. And, you know, the Reds have fallen on hard times, and that's going to, that could come back to bite them. That could come back to bite them. But they lost to the Tigers yesterday 4-1. to And then the Padres ended up winning yesterday on a walk-off home run by Jake Cronenworth. That is another momentum shift that, that I noticed, you know, the Padres seem to be trending in the right direction now. You know, 
still not you know 100 where they need to be but they're trending in the right direction they've regained a playoff spot that home run by jay cronenworth just simply wild i mean it looked like the astros had this game in the bag but you know bottom of the ninth you gotta you gotta finish it off right you gotta finish it off for houston um and you know it was a tie game jay cronenworth goes out there hits a deep to right field and sends them home that's home field advantage like i talked about i think it was yesterday it's something that you notice when you watch Padres games. The atmosphere in that ballpark is something else. And it's just, they definitely have some kind of home field advantage. They definitely do. That that fan base, the crowd, everything really gets them going. Obviously, home field advantage because you're batting in the bottom of the half of the inning. But yeah, Jay Cornworth drove that home run out there. So that puts the Padres back into a wild card spot right now. Obviously, we're still weeks away, but... We're at the point where we can legitimately talk about moves in the standings on a day-to-day basis because that's where we are right now. Let's head out to Colorado. The reason I'm heading out here is because uh, you know the Braves beat the Rockies, but I want to highlight one player. Braves won by a score of nine to two. First of all, Ozzy Albie's homered for the third consecutive game, but a bunch of Braves homered. He homered Adam Duvall, Chase, sorry, Travis Darno. And Austin Riley, but I want to highlight Austin Riley. That was his 29th home run of the year. Austin Riley's now getting some more buzz because he's he's a different player than he ever was. I mean, it's funny to say for someone who's only a third-year player, but he's completely turned around the trajectory of his career. Or let me not even say that. I think that's unfair for a 24-year-old player. He's coming to his own. We can't say he's turned things around because he was just getting his feet wet. You can't. Okay, rookie. When you're a rookie, you're a rookie, right? He was what, like 22 years old. Then second year, last year was a pandemic-shortened season. Okay, it's still coming into this season. Austin Riley only had 131 games under his belt, so he didn't have the equivalent of a full season. So let me let me pump the brakes there. I apologize for that. I will say that Austin Riley is now coming to his own, and he's become that superstar level player already. I mean, we're really seeing it in the second half here, but he homered yesterday. That was his 29th of the year. He has 87 ribbies. He really uh, could get 100 RBIs this season. He could, you know, if he if he drives a bunch of runs here in the last few weeks. But 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, and 300 average at the age of 24. Austin Riley has made a lot of adjustments at the plate and has become a feared bat, and he's anchoring it down. So I want to shout, give that shout-out to him because he's slowly – Creeping into that National League MVP conversation, I still think it's Tatis at this point in time. But I did hear some rumblings yesterday, and I, I looked into it. I'm like, yeah, this is this is kind of true. Some people consider Austin Riley to be the best player on the Braves this season, and that's saying a lot. Obviously, they lost Acuna, but when you have Freeman on that squad, you have Ozzy Albies on that squad, and, you know, that's, that's already um, some stiff competition right there. But, I mean, statistically, he's been their best hitter this season. And he deserves the recognition. But yeah, he did go deep and all those other guys went deep as well. Charlie Morton pitched well for the Braves. And I mean, like it was seven innings, two run runs. I don't want to say they they rewarded him for just one outing, but they did sign him to an extension yesterday. So um, he's going to be coming back to Atlanta next year on a one-year deal. I mean, Charlie Morton, one-year, $20 million contract and a 2023 club option. I don't want to say still kicking because he's he's legitimately good, but he's putting up very strong numbers, even though this is someone that people thought he might retire last offseason 
when he was a free agent. But as long as you continue to throw hard, throw strikes, get outs, I mean, he's 37. He's going to pitch for a few more years, and he's helping them get wins. So that's where things stand. So we are we're scoreboard watching, folks. That's that's where we are at the stage. We scoreboard watch. We see where the wild card races are. You know where things lie. You know momentum has shifted. If you look at the AL East, the Yankees and Red Sox, you know doing weird stuff. The Red Sox have caught back up. They're only half a game behind the Yankees now. The Yankees are three and seven in the last ten. That's the time for me recording this. You know Boston's five and five. At the time of me recording, both of them actually lost today on Labor Day. But we'll dig into that more tomorrow. But Toronto is now coming up on their heels. Seattle is now coming up on those heels. Oakland is still there within three and a half games. So scoreboard watching, that's the season we are in. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.